Hello and welcome to Kiwi Rider Podcast, New Zealand's premier motorcycling podcast made by Kiwi Riders for Kiwi Riders. <gasps> My name's Ray here and joining me is... Matthew Daggett. Ollie Cotton. And Brett Cotton. And welcome to episode three of Great Rides of New Zealand. Thanks very much to Motormark. If you've had a dirty weekend, Motormark, the pink stuff, will clean your pride and joy up. No trouble. Plus, they can do stuff for your four-wheel drive, your alloy wheels, your golf bats, all sorts of stuff. Check out motormark.co.nz. Spray it on. Leave it for about 10 minutes. Spray it off. Your bike is clean. No elbow grease required. We're currently sitting in the cafe takeaway area uh, shop thing in Hanmer Springs. Last week, of course, the episode was that we were doing The Molesworth. Um, we've woken up to a bit of a surprise, and we may have said it in the episode last week, we may have find, found out yesterday, but the surprise is, Matt. Uh, the Rainbow Road's open. It's open. Uh, so, uh, Brent, tell us why the Rainbow Road was closed, because I'm, I'm not entirely sure. Um, a good old South Island Southerly come through and um, there's a gravel scree that usually gets washed down. So they've had bulldozers in there all week and it was looking like it was going to be a couple of weeks of uh, clearing it up. Um, they've done it in under a week. So um, yeah, unless it's a, a, a bad um, joke on social media, it is open. So we're going to go and see uh, one of the best roads in New Zealand. The official, yeah. website, the official website says we're open, we're good to go. So, because yeah, of course we were gonna, we, the whole plan was to do the Molesworth and the Rainbow. Because as far as the Upper South Island goes, they are the roads, right? So we were gonna make a nice loop out of it as well. What I didn't realise though is there's all these little passes and loops and tracks and stuff all over the show. Like yesterday, uh, last week, we did um, Port Underwood. Taylor's Pass, Jolly's Pass, all those little things that if it was just you and me, Matt, we wouldn't have known about. Yeah, the only one I knew about was Jolly's Pass, which um, Ben Wilkins told us that we have to do on our way into Hamner and that it's worth it. And it was pretty cool. Like, we did a water crossing. Like, we weren't sure, we didn't know it was there. Come around a hard left corner and oh shit, you're in the water. But nah, like, it's awesome. And Jolly's Pass was nice and technical in places as well. Yes, it was. Um, water ruts all the way down the hill and just, well, I, I kept it in first and just rode the brake down the hill. I was in first, second brakes. Uh, I'm surprised you remember it. The uh, adrenaline was pumping so hard. <laughs> yeah, had a little bit of an oopsie with Brent, but uh, shit happens, as they say, and uh, we're both all good. So I'm a little bit sore today, but other than that. And the biggest damage was Brent's um, rear brake, which is now better than it was before. Yeah, it was unusable uh, last week, or yesterday. Um, a, uh, a hammer from the motel owner and um, a little bit of time has seen that right, so we should be good for today. I don't think the recycling bin's uh, as good as it was now, though. No, it's a good bike stand, though. <laughs> That's an awesome little tip, actually, because I always th keep thinking, like, oh, crap, I need to get a, a nice box stand for my Can bike. Can we reference porch? Uh, one poached here. Thank you. Breakfast has just arrived. Breakfast has just arrived, so we'll uh, hit pause on the podcast right now. We'll smash some breakfast, and then we'll be back into letting you know what is coming up for the day's riding and this episode. You know, it's surprising how fast you can smash some eggs, some toast, and in my case, pancakes. Um, but we are off to do the Rainbow Road and a few other roads today. Uh, Brent Cotton, tell us what to expect. 
Um, I don't really know. It's been probably a couple of years since I've been through the rainbow. It was a similar sort of um, condition when I went through 2019 with the KTM rally. So uh, it could be challenging. Uh, if the rivers are up, could be interesting. Um, we could get wet feet, but then again, the rivers could be way down and it's nowhere near as challenging as we think. So it's a bit of hit and miss. Typical high country, South Island, it um, can be um, quite rewarding or um, the total opposite. So we'll, uh, we'll see what brings. Right now my phone is telling me it's 13 degrees. It's going to be mostly cloudy today. No rain though and a high of 21. So those are probably good, quite good riding conditions. Do you think the weather changes much between here and the rainbow? No, it'll be fairly settled all the way through. I think it'll just be whatever come through in the last couple of days, the rivers take a little bit to drop back down, but um, we should be fine. Now for the folks who may not have listened to last week's episode, let's quickly run through our bikes. What are you riding and have you got any major modifications to it? Uh, KTM 690, just normal vehicles that um, people put on KTM 690. So, Do normal yeah. people put 10 litres of fuel on the side of their 690? Uh, people that ride with uh, 250s with tiny tanks do. Like I said in the previous uh, podcast, um, the uh, the 10 litres on the side becomes $5 a litre when, when needed. So uh, um, I want to make some money out of this trip. So hopefully the boys run a bit low today and I can make some money out of them. Ollie, what are you riding? Uh, just the CRF 250 rally. And what have you done to it? Uh, or what has Dad done to it? <laughs> uh, just put a pipe, uh, some bark busters and, and some grips on it. Matt, you'll be riding Rosie? Yeah, custom scratches now. Um, oh, GV luggage, uh, bark busters worth their weight in gold. And um, Shinko E804 tyres, which are uh, awesome fun you see, and they still look pretty new. <laughs> Got 2000 Ks on them now. Nice, I've got the Tenere 700 with the uh, Mototech, uh, Outback Mototech um, crash gauge and skid plate. And I've got the uh, Evo rack on the back, the Ventura Evo rack. Thanks very much to Dold Industries as well, they've been doing a great job um, supporting us and and, and pumping out those Ventura racks as well. Um, I've got the Evo 22 Jetstream pack, which is, for me, the unsung hero of the trip. It's it's just been consistently there, it hasn't flopped around, it's carried my stuff, and I've got room to spare. Um, and it looks good. It's actually quite um, quite tasteful in the way it It's looks. tidy. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't look ugly. Uh, anything else? Uh, quadlock. Quadlock of, um, well, I think some of us have bought quadlocks and some of us have been supplied them, but I've got the quad lock with uh, vibration dampener on my handlebars. My phone was there all day yesterday slash yeah, last episode. Show, right? no, no, no cell phone reception, unfortunately. Um, but of course, we are mapping all our trips. So if you want to uh, to, to check out those maps or you want the GPX file, I'm more than happy to share it with you. Email us podcast at kiwirider.co. Dot NZ. Uh, massive thank you again to Motormuck um, supporting us not on the bikes but uh, when we get home those bikes will be sparkly and clean with Motormark. Go to motormark.co.nz to find out more. And someone else who joined us uh, last week for the ride down the Molesworth and is coming back up the Rainbow Road with us is Ross. G'day Ross, how you doing? How's it going? Now tell us, what are you riding? Uh, CRF 250L. 
and you're obviously not from New Zealand. Um, what, what brings you here? Uh, to ride, really. <laughs> yeah, I've been here about a year and a half, a year and a bit, um, just riding around. Literally just, you bought a bike when you got here and you've been tripping? Yep, pretty much. I hit out for the winter working, saving up some pennies and yeah, now I'm back out. Very cool. Um, how many Ks on your uh, Honda CRF250L? Um, I've done about 32,000 on them now. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. Um, luggage? Uh, I've got Krieger OS system, which is doing okay so far. I've only had it about three months, so see how the abuse goes. <laughs> cool. Um, how many Ks do you kind of get out of a tank on this bike? Um, not many. About 180-ish. And then I've got a little can strapped to the back, so yeah, about 400 in total. So you're literally just tripping around the place, camping in dock sites? Yep, that's it, pretty much. Yeah. Very cool. And have you done the Rainbow Road before? Not the Rainbow, no. Uh, last time I came up, I think it was either closed or maybe I was too scared, I'm not sure. <laughs> you, um, you were initially, you were going to go, you were going to carry on south and go down to the, um, down to the Burtman Road. Yep, that's still the plan, but with a, a few edit Ks as a bit of a detour. You just decide, oh, I'm going to go north again. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I got the opportunity to try sailing for the first time, so yeah, I'm going to go try that. Brilliant. Hey, well, thanks very much for joining us. It's been great to um, to pick up so many bikes and have a massive convoy. Uh, initially, it was just going to be me and Matt, <laughs> and then we hit up Brent, and he said, yeah, no, I'm keen, and then his kid came then we picked up a couple more riders and then you show up it's brilliant we love having so many riders along with us um looking forward to the rainbow let's do it yep let's do it okay just gone five to eight the plan was to be out on the trails by eight we are standing here mostly overcast in Hanma, outside the petrol station and we are gassed up and good to go the, uh, there's not a well there's a slight breeze i was going to say there wasn't a breath of air but there's a, a, absolutely a slight breeze from the north um, the sun is just trying to peek through and burn off that high cloud and we're standing in a basin surrounded by mountains and it's absolutely gorgeous here today. Um, I can see a bit of blue sky off to the north. That's very promising. Looking forward to doing the Rainbow Road. Now, we were told uh, the Molesworth was on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being the easiest and 10 being an expert road, expert riders only, the Molesworth was probably about a 2. And it was. It wasn't difficult at all. If you were skilled, you'd probably do it on a road bike. Although I wouldn't like to do it on a road bike with road bike tyres. Uh, the Rainbow Road is probably, what do we think, more like a four? Four to five. A couple of wee tricky bits, but mostly easy. Um, and uh, a couple of decent river crossings, which we're going to assess when we get there. Apparently the chances, the chances are it's entirely possible that we'll get all the way to the other end and won't be able to cross the river and we'll have to come back. So make sure you head in there with a full tank of gas. And it's always good, not that we actually have one here today, but it's always good to be riding with an EPIRB. So if you are, especially if you're riding alone, strap that to your chest. And uh, if you get into trouble, then you can just push the button and people will come and get you. Um, we're just waiting for Matt, who's going to find a loo, and then he's going to gas up, and then we will be on the road. Alright Brent, we've made it to a uh, rather large body of water, it's rather cold, there's some snow-capped mountains, where are we? 
uh, where in Molesworth Station, I think, is just the outskirts of Molesworth Station, it's uh, Lake Tennyson. So uh, we're uh, about 45 minutes into our journey. So um, yeah, first sort of real stop. Had a couple wee river crossings, which was a bit of a giggle. And um, yeah, here we are. So welcome to the high country uh, of the South Island. Nice, are we in the rainbow properly or no? No, no, not yet. There's a Boundary Gate, which will be our next stop. Uh, it's quite a popular um, photo stop. So we'll stop there and then we're actually in Rainbow Station from then on. Couple of wee water crossings that we've done, but of course there's been a bridge beside it, so we didn't have to. There's people movers here, man. Yeah, it's like, I'm surprised there's no one up here camping, but it's a little bit windy and cold, so. But yeah, there's, um, it's, it's quite a nice road right up to the boundary gate, and then that's when it gets technical from then on, so. Um, yeah, we've just sort of chosen to get our mojo back by going through a few rivers, so it's been good. Ross has got a wet foot, so uh, we've started properly. <laughs> up on social media, we'll upload that video, Ross. Ross just hammered it through that first river crossing and uh, kind of outrun his um, his uh, his bow wave. Ross, you just you just did that for the fun of it, didn't you? Yeah, just a bit enthusiastic, I guess, but it was a good laugh. I've just got a wet boot now. <laughs> oh, bugger. Well, I hope you don't get too cold. Let's quickly catch up with Matt. He's, um, he's moto-vlogging. Uh, right up on the on the shores of of Lake Tennyson, Matt. How's your um, how's your ride so far been? Oh, it's been lovely. It's getting a bit chilly though, isn't it? It is. I might go put my polyprop on actually. Yeah, yeah. Might not be a bad idea. Like, I'm I'm looking at a snow-capped mountain, like in the middle of summer in New Zealand. It's a bit mind-blowing, really. Um, I'm glad I didn't camp here. This is where I wanted us to camp, and um, it would have been a wee bit gold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this would have been a chilly spot and there's not much in the way of shelter. I mean, uh, if I'm looking east, we've got massive mountains. Looking north, we've got massive mountain with snow cap. Looking, well, northwest, I'm picking anyway. Uh, we've got massive craggy cliffs with, with snow all over them. And then far off into the west, there's, there's what looks to be a mountain you could ski on. It looks like you could actually go up there and, and ski back down. Yeah, it definitely looks that way. Um, yeah, camping here would have probably been a bit miserable to be fair, but um, at least with the basic camping stuff I've got, um, man, it's still stunning countryside. You've got to get out here, eh? 100%. And what's uh, amazing is like in these little crevices of hills, uh, you can see the, the gravel kind of, it's like a river of gravel making its way down the hill. And in some cases comes across the road and the tracks just go straight over it. Um, if you are worried about ablutions, toilet blocks and that sort of stuff, everywhere we stop there's shelter and there's big signs saying, you know, the history of the place and uh, there's, there's toilets and, and Doc have done a great job of, of trying to get this um, land to, uh, to be quite usable. Um, but right now it is chilly, I'm going to go smash on a polyprop and then we're going to carry on. Alright, it's just gone 3 past 10 and we've made it onto the Rainbow proper. We're on the Rainbow Road and not far into the Rainbow Road, there's a, well, right at the gate in fact, Rainbow, the Gamebow, the, the Gamebow? The gate between the Rainbow and the Molesworth is a fantastic photo opportunity. Not far after that though, you can definitely tell why the Rainbow Road was closed. Where are we, Matt? Uh, well, we're on the Rainbow Road and we're only about... What would we say, guys? A K in, if that. One, maybe two K in. And um, yeah, the slip that closed it a couple of weeks ago, they cleared it out. Um, 
yeah, bit bit interesting. Well, yeah, I wouldn't say they cleared it out, but you can look up the valley, up the mountain there, and you can see a little waterfall, and you can see there's a lot of water that's been dumped on that hillside that's all come down here, and all of this gravel has been washed straight down to the main river. And so now there's been a bulldozer over here clearing a track. It's quite soft. There's a bit of mud down there. And... Um, just keep keep your forward momentum, you'll get over it, but you can definitely see why it was closed. Brent. Yeah, I reckon we would have got through there on bikes, but um, some four-wheel drive guys had a go at getting through and, and bogged a, uh, a truck that needed four-odd four-wheel drives to get it out. But, yeah, they've done a good job. Of, actually, they've put two tracks through, so um, there's that one at the top there and, and another one, so they've done well. Yeah, coming down the hill on the other side of the river, I was looking at the top track going, oh, here we go. But it's actually, you, you come across the river, across the bridge, hard left, and you go down onto the riverbank, which is quite muddy, and it's a lot easier. How much further do you think we've, is this, is that the road right there? So this is the slip, we're standing on it. Yep, yep, we're standing right on it. So from here, it's, uh, we go through a wee gorge and stuff, and then out into farmland and, and through the toll gate. And uh, yeah, this is sort of like the worst of it. There's one more river crossing right at the other end that could be a challenge. You know what we didn't do? We didn't stop for cash. I've got some. Actually, yeah. Yeah, I'm right. <laughs> no. Um, Shit. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like I'm shouting you. <laughs> oh, that's awkward. Make sure you stop for cash. Motorcycles, you're going to need 20 bucks per bike. Um, and and did you have you got cash, Matt? Yeah, that's why we went right. You went bug it off left after breakfast. I thought we were going to get cash after the petrol. No. And then I forgot about it. <laughs> no. Right, good. Okay. Well, that's a fun. That's going to be fun. Um, but yeah, Rainbow. Uh, so we're, what, a K into it? Uh, how much further do you reckon we've got to go? Uh, we're about halfway now. Yeah. Halfway from Hanman to the other end or halfway through the uh, yeah yeah probably a little bit over about two thirds but it's slower from here so windy through the gorge but then we get out into some farmland and yeah it's quite nice from here so yep let's just quickly catch up with ross because uh, ross hasn't done this before either uh, i'll just turn me communications off uh what do you reckon so far ross yeah it's good fun really yeah. good fun yeah you're looking looking quite confident through the water crossings oh, i just gotta go for it right <laughs> <laughs> Um, have you done much riding back in the UK? Uh, yeah, I did some road riding, not too much off-road, but... Yeah. So this is completely different to the sort of stuff you'd do back there? Yeah, a lot of it's like mud, <laughs> a lot of mud, um, but yeah, it's amazing scenery. Um, now you've, you've obviously done a lot of Ks on the, um, on the CRF, but I mean, is this, uh, is this the right bike for the conditions? Uh, it's the right bike for me, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't, yeah, it's, I mean, it's through it, so that's one thing. <laughs> nice. Right, let's carry on. There's so much scenery to see. You just, it's like you can't open your eyes wide enough to see it all. And unfortunately, like, you, you want to keep riding because we're here to ride, but you also, you want to stop and just look. And the only thing you can hear when I stop talking is the river. Mint. What's, what's your name? I'm John. John, what's your role here? I'm uh, just on the toll gate, collecting the fee and, and, and telling people the condition of the road as we go through. And are you, are you live here? You chill out here? You're here for a day? What, what's the story? There's three of us rostered on and uh, we're here uh, for two weeks at a time and then someone else comes in and takes over. So obviously the road's been closed for a week, opened yesterday. Uh, much traffic through? Uh, no, it's all been pretty quiet because obviously 
people take a while to get back into the routine. Brilliant. So what are we some of the first to come through, are we, John? Yeah, the first to come through from that way today. Oh, nice. Yeah, some people came through yesterday, but oh, wow. we've had the rain overnight, obviously, which will yeah, make it a bit worried about more slushy. So, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, the yeah. first group that come uh, from south to north. Oh, beautiful! This morning. Oh. Right, so it's um, twenty bucks per bike, yeah, and and you've got some honey for sale. There is, yeah. The station is owned by uh, the guy that makes the honey, Philip Crop, and uh, so he has made some special rainbow station honey from the honey that's obviously uh, collected from here. And uh, so it's part of what we do to sell it. And what else do you do on the rainbow station? Oh, I don't do anything. Well, what else, what else happens on the rainbow station? Well, it's run as a stock property, so they, they run cattle and sheep. So it's such a vast area. Like, look at it now. How do you, how do you find the cattle and sheep? Oh, well, that's all part of farming it. Uh, it's a great manager and team on, and uh, uh, they come out here with their horses. You see one here in the holding paddock today. And uh, they spend three or four days out here and muster it all with horses. It's all done on horseback. Wow, that's amazing. Hey, thank you, and I'm going to thank you on behalf of them, um, for, for allowing us to use your amazing road uh, and, and just sharing this amazing part of the country with us. Yeah, no problem. It's been a long tradition. It was an original droving route way back in the 1800s. So stock droving has always been part of this country and to farm it and allow people to continue to use it uh, is a privilege we have too. Brilliant. I want to turn around and go back again, Matt. Yeah, I'm tempted if my front tyre wasn't iffy. Um, so, um, yeah, we'll have to come back another day. We'll do it again. Righto, Brent, we've uh, just got to the toll gate. Um, if I had got cash, I would have bought some honey. But, hey, thanks for spotting me. Uh, no next time I see you, no, when we get to what, a fuel stop or something after yeah. here, I'll give it back to you. Yeah, no worries. Um, beautiful road. In fact, that last bit from where we last stopped to here, absolutely gorgeous. Just flowing and and easily. I mean, I'm, I'm still a 50k speed limit, isn't it? But um, just easy to, easy to do. Yeah, I don't know what was in your pancakes this morning, mate, but I'm going to have them from now on next time I go through Hamlet because you're riding different from yesterday. So I'll uh, tell you what, the trick is uh, a good night's sleep. So Friday... You had one of those, did you? I did, I did. <laughs> did you not hear me? I was singing you the song of my people. Yes, I did hear you singing the song of your people. <laughs> Between that and my sore shoulder, I was up half the night. There's a reason why um, KR people will not share a room with me anymore. Yeah, I, I understand that totally. <laughs> You hey, but that, that's exactly right. Like you, you had a shit night's sleep, and you're you're not slow, but you're not. I don't think you've got your your vim and vigor from yesterday. Yeah, I'm taking it a bit easier because I'm very conscious of my front tire. Uh, that's that's my excuse, and I'm sticking with it. Um, but yeah, I don't have quite as much vim and vigor as yesterday as well. But I'm, I've got what 700 k's or more to get home, um, and that's just in a straight line. So um, yeah, I want to get home on my bike. I don't want to get home on a trailer. So. Now I'm having, a, I'm having an absolutely fantastic ride, um, but what have we got, what can we expect from here on out? Uh, so it's just a little more, a little bit more full drive track, and then we get out onto the old NZED, the, um, the hydro uh, pylon road, and that's seal, and it's a real epic, nice sweeping through some wee fords and stuff, um, and that gets us out onto the Waiau Valley Road, we go back to Sananad and gas up, and no doubt we'll have another talk then. So, so how long do you reckon it will take us from here at a current pace to get to, to there? 40 minutes from here to... Uh, yeah, about 40 minutes. 
Right, so we're going to be there before lunch. Yep, and that was the plan, wasn't it? Yeah, we're doing well, we're doing well. It's now, uh, what did I say, 10.45. Ollie, we haven't caught up with you yet this morning. How are you going? Good. Uh, just chucked some stuff in the dry bag to prepare for this uh, wee river crossing up here. But um, oh, Have you heard something I haven't? Uh, oh, well, the river seems to be... Uh, higher than usual but the normal <laughs> but yeah I'm sure I'm sure it'll be all right just wanted to take some extra safety precautions don't want to don't want to ruin the one phone that I have <laughs> no no you don't how's your ride so far oh it's been great you um everywhere you look it's like you're looking at a painting it's just beautiful but yeah, yeah absolutely great and the CRF oh it's the bike to have well you got two you reckon yeah well you, there's three CRFs here so um, yeah, it's uh, obviously a good bike to have, and it's great. It's nimble and it's fast enough. Ever heard the term sheeple? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason why people have them. That said, I was trying something I haven't done before, and as you know, you, you lock up the wheel at a stationary thing, and you full lock, and you just uh, give it a bit of beans, and you spit the tail around. Yeah. Yeah, I was trying to do that. I've never practiced that before. Dropped it. Yeah. So, <laughs> slightly less and yeah. the CRF I could have picked up on my own but the old uh, T7 no I needed uh, Ross over there to help me yeah yeah Ross needed uh, I needed a hand from Ross to pick up my bike before as well but um He's consistent, man. He, he rides, and he, he's always there to pick people's bikes up. Yeah, yeah, he's always there at the right time. It's um, oh, about 20 minutes after we last spoke, and we've just come through what I'm told is the bigger of the river crossings that you see on the rainbow. Yeah, that could have been hit and miss with that. We could have actually been walking bikes through, but it was actually quite good. I think you might have overthought a little bit, Ray. It was, uh, oh, I always overthink. <laughs> this is the bike I ride to work everywhere, every day. I always overthink river crossings. Yeah, no, no, you did really well. So, uh, no, I think we've all got dry feet, and um, and it was a bit of a non-event, really, wasn't it? It looked impressive, though. Yeah, no, no, I've got some good photos, so uh, we'll put them up on social media. Yeah, for sure. Okay, what have we got now? Uh, pretty much uh, we hit the seal soon, and um, out onto the main road and up to um, Sonana, get some gas and... And pay you back. What's that? And pay you back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're not leaving you leave the uh, South Island without paying you due. Oh, right. Okay, let's do that. If you've ever look at, looked at a trip report of, you know, people doing tours of the South Island and you've seen them park a bike beside a pier in a massive lake with snow-capped mountains, uh, you know exactly where we are right now. And I always kind of thought this was way, way down south, but Nelson Lakes, uh, what, what lake did you say this was, Brent? Uh, Rotoweedy. Rotoweedy, there you go. Um, beautiful spot. And if you ever come down here, go out on the pier and look down. There's, um, well, I'd say a dozen, if not more, massive black eels that, um, you know, they're right there. It's really cool. Uh, right by the boat ramps. Um, this is this is a brilliant spot. The sun's come out, the blue sky, wispy white stuff up there, and we can see snow-capped mountains and a massive lake and heaps of people enjoying a midsummer. What is it? Sunday? Yeah, it is Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thoughts so far, Matt? Oh, it's been a brilliant day. Nice and nice, not too challenging. The rainbow, like there were some sections where heart was in the mouth, um, but. No, we got through it easy. The river. from the end of the rainbow, um, winding through that bush, and then out onto the tarmac, and 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 winding, flowing tarmac, yeah, and I, then about well, like rally, five, oh, not a gravel rally sprint, just a rally sprint. It would make an awesome stage. And then five or six um, little fords. Yeah, it was. No, it was good fun. I've got a. I'm a wee bit wet now though. 
Um, I did hit some of those forwards a little bit faster than maybe I should have, and I got pretty well splashed. Yeah, beautiful spot. Amazing, amazing uh, place. We're going to go get some gas, and then we're going to push on to Nelson and get some lunch. Yeah, I'm, I'm hungry as. <laughs> I'm, I'm real hungry. Hungus. What a fantastic day it's turned out to be. 24 degrees right now. We are in, I think, Wakefield, is it? Uh, and it is 10 to 1. Um, doing really, really well. The bikes are all doing a great job. I think we're probably going to go and check Matt's um, tyre pressure in his front tyre because we, we've got, we're getting inconsistent um, results. Thank you, Brent, for the tape. Heaps, heaps. Um, wow, it's been such a ride. Uh, of course, last episode we did the Molesworth and a few other other tracks, and this episode it is the Rainbow. The Rainbow was a gorgeous track. It was what I thought the Molesworth was going to be. Um, most of it was gravel roads, and when I say gravel roads, like really fine, hard-packed stuff. No, no loose shingle, no loose gravel. Um, and then of course where that big slip was was uh, a bit loose and a bit more you'd be a bit more confident on the bike but nothing you, you couldn't nothing too hard and then river crossings I don't know if I'd want to do it on my own because if you did just hit a rock the wrong way or something that would have been a, um, it would have been a, a bad day Matt do you agree? Yeah I agree I wouldn't want to do any of this by myself uh, particularly if you've got a puncture on any of those uh, nasty rocks quite a few of those because I was con very consciously trying to dodge them all um, thinking my front tyre pressure was down um, but no like, it's been a fantastic day so far and honestly like I'm really sad it's our last day in the South Island I'm really sad I'm, I'm about to cry no. Uh, from here, we're going to go through Nelson because Matt's never been to Nelson, and Brent is being our, uh, our tour guide, so he's going to take us through Nelson, see some of the more scenery, more more, more stunning scenery sites, and then we are going to do something else. Um, before we catch up with Brent, though, we're going to catch up with Ross because Ross, you're not going to be coming too much further with us. Nope, I'm going to head over to Golden Bay for a few days and go see what's over there. Awesome. Hey, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's been great. It's been awesome. Um, Molesworth, have you done, did you do the Molesworth before? Yeah, I'd been through there before, yeah. Um, but you can't go through there enough times, so. <laughs> and then the Rainbow you hadn't done before? No, no, I haven't. That was really good. I think I might have to go through there again. <laughs> yeah, it'd be rude not to, wouldn't it? Yeah. Hey, um, happy trails on your CRF and um, ride safe and keep in touch. Thank you. You too. Oh, Brent. It's been an epic epic trip so far. It's not over yet, though. It's not over yet. Uh, I think we're going through to Nelson to check out some sites because Matt hasn't been there. Yep, we're going to go around the uh, the tourist uh, mecca of Tahuna around Rocks Road to show him how beautiful it is. Um, old hometown, so I'm sort of going to sky and show that off. Uh, and then we'll go up into the... Um, the Nelson Reservoir area, and then that uh, heads us into the Mangatapu, which takes us over into the, the Marlborough area and brings us out at um, Polaris. And we'll go through to um, Havelock, and that's where you guys will probably go through Queen Charlotte Drive and see some more of stunning South Island. And we'll probably part ways there and head off back down south towards Christchurch. Outstanding. Uh, next stop, gas? Yep, about 100 metres down the road. Top up and then we should be good. 
Um, from then on. Into it. Yep. Right, Brent, we've been through Nelson. It was glorious. It was 26 degrees, and now we're in the middle of nowhere. Where are we? Uh, we're at the Mai Tai um, uh, Reservoir for the water supply for Nelson, which is the start of the Mangantapi. So, uh, so we should go to have, have a wee in it? Yeah, well, I just said to Matt we should have a wee and then everyone can drink our wee. So, um, <laughs> um, so this is going to be pretty cool. I think, you know, like it's, it's a steep climb up to the top. There's a bit of a gnarly... Um, uh, um, tight spot through a gate at the top, which we may sort of help have to help the bigger bike through. Um, but no, this is going to be pretty cool. Once we're at the top, it's it's much the same on the way down, loose rock and that sort of thing. But um, nothing we can't handle. We've been through probably worse in little sections, but this is going to be probably I'm um, thinking five or ten k of good challenging riding. I know there's a big lock gate behind us. Is there a reason for that? Are we allowed in here? Yep, we are. So uh, it's open to motorcycles and mountain biking. Uh, there was a fatality in here with a four-wheel drive years ago, so they've closed it off to uh, to four-wheel access. So it's mountain biking, tramping, motorcycling. So uh, we're not going to get taken out by a car or a four-wheel drive. It's probably guys that are up here on dirt bikes gone through to Ploris for a coffee that we may meet coming back the other way. So we'll just have to be a little bit careful. But um, And the old mountain mountain biker that's probably doing the big downhill chase. So uh, we'll just take it easy and meet up at the top, I suppose. Good luck, everybody. Let's do it. So we are as near as makes no difference, the top of the Mangatapu, is it? Yep. Wow. And what a hill climb that was rocky and gnarly and I tell you what if you told me what we're in for I probably wouldn't have come but I would have missed out on something absolutely epic yeah I thought I'd hide that from you sorry Ray um, it was a bit of a sneak attack but uh, I'm glad that you actually took it on the T7 you did really well big rocks big rocks and rock steps and loose stuff man Mangatapu do it do it what are we in for for the rest of the trip uh, well, the rest of the track. Well, that's sort of on the way down. It's a bit more open. Uh, and then we drop down to Ploris Valley. Basically winds out sort of gravel and seal to uh, Ploris Bridge. And then we're on the Nelson Blenheim Highway and sort of on our way home. Wow. Matt, have you ever done anything that rugged on Rosie? Not on Rosie. Um, approaching that on the T7 launch. Um, which is the biggest adventure ride I've done so far, but nothing, anything like that on my bike. Um, and she did it, she took it on her stride. I'm so glad I put the Shinkos on it. <laughs> yeah, the Avons would have would have struggled. And now we're standing, as I said, as, as near as the top as makes bugger all difference, on a pylon track looking right out to Nelson, which you, you can see, and, and, and more snow-capped mountains way down in the distance. Wow. Wow, wow, wow going over those other hills into Golden Bay. Oh, Ross is going that way? Yeah. So what are those hills we can see in the distance? Uh, that's, that's the Nelson Ranges. So uh, we're looking down into Tasman Bay, um, sort of Rabbit Island, you just sort of see the bottom of the Tas Tasman Bay. Um, and then Nelson Ranges on the far side, and that's over into Golden Bay, which that's where Ross is heading now. He's heading up into the, the Cobb Hydro area to camp the night. So quite an intrepid young man. Wow. Um, hey, I'm not the only person that's dropped my bike. Yeah, no, I just had a uh, 
it was actually um, footing more than anything else. I, uh, exactly the same as me, your leg wasn't long enough. Yeah, exactly. So I uh, um, went to put my foot down, there wasn't a lot of uh, um, land underneath me. So thanks guys for helping me pick it up. <laughs> oh well, this has been an absolutely epic trip, third episode of four. Of course next week we're handing over to editor of Kiwi Rider magazine Ben Wilkins to take us for a massive trip around the lower South Island. Uh, can't wait for that, but we've still got more coming for you. Um, we're going to get over this hill, down the other side, and then I think we've got one more road, a Tarsiel road, I'm led to believe. Yeah, so we'll, um, we'll go through the Havelock. Uh, that's when we part ways. You guys are doing Queen Charlotte Road, which is uh, pretty special for you guys, and then we'll head off down the main road to back towards Crosshutch. So, um, yeah. Right, let's finish it. Let's do it. Let's get it done. Where are we? Uh, Pluris River Valley, Richmond Forest Park, on the Marlborough side of the Mangantapu Saddle. So we've done it. We've done it. Well done. Wow! That was an amazing trail. I'm glad I lied to you and made you do it. <laughs> <laughs> I did talk it down a little bit, so um, yeah, it was a little bit more intrepid than you probably what you thought you were into. That is not a beginner trail. No, no, that's a good challenge. A good challenge, something that most people need to do. I'm probably yelling because my ears are blocked. Something most people need to do if you own a proper adventure bike. Don't try and do it on a V-Strom. No, and not too up. <laughs> but I'll bet you there has been people too up over there on a V-Strom. I'll bet you there's people that are way more skilled than me doing that sort of thing. Matt? Yeah, that was good fun, but uh, man, my fitness is uh, definitely not where it needs to be really. Uh, we've been out of breath after that. It's just as hard up as it is on the way down, but it's for two different reasons. On the way up, you've got all that loose stuff, you've got rocks, you want to keep your speed up and your momentum up, but you also, I've got a lot of mo um, mechanical sympathy, so I'm thinking, oh, what about my tyres, what about wheels, I don't want to flick anything up and kill my bike. But you just got to power on through and you just can't stop. Coming down is completely different. You need to... You need to control your speed and your rate of descent and be happy doing what you're doing, right? And that's the that's the marathon that's coming down. Yeah, it's, it's picking the right route. And, and obviously, there's been bikes over there, and there is a bike line. But um, if you do end up out of it, it gets uh, gets a little bit exciting. So, no, no, um, you guys did really well. Thanks so, um, yeah. Thanks for taking us like, uh? We wouldn't have known that was here. Uh, and we wouldn't have thought to do it. No, that, it, it, and it, it, it's that little bit of local knowledge that you, know, you can research it and it's well documented where we've been but it's making sure that it's all streamed together and making sure you guys get to the ferry on time so I think we've done well. I think we've got, um, we've got time to go to the pub before the ferry. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we doing now? Are we all going to a petrol station? Uh, no, we should all, we'll, we'll get to Blenheim, you guys will get to Picton easily. So, um, are we all going yeah. the same way from here? Yep, 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 so we'll, uh, we'll carry on from here to Havelock and then we'll have another yak before we all depart I suppose. Sounds good, how far to Havelock? Uh, distance mm, Give or take. 30k um, Oh bugger all then. Yeah everyone's going to be looking at the map and saying I'm wrong but yeah I think it's about 30k, probably take us um, you know sort of half an hour uh, out of here is quite windy um, until we hit the actual Pluris Bridge and then we're on the main road between Blenheim and, and Nelson so it's all good 
Well, there you go. It's 27 past three on Sunday afternoon, and we are in Havelock, sitting at the marina in the gorgeous sunshine. 26 degrees. Wow, Matt, that pretty much, apart from a quick jaunt around a tarmac road and onto the ferry, brings to the end of our uh, massive adventure. Far out massive is what it was, wasn't it? Like the rainbow we thought was pretty hardcore and awesome, and then we did the, what, Mangatapu? Far out. Like, what a ride. Um, I'm exhausted, I'm tired, but I'm hungry for more. And I'm dusty, my hair's everywhere, I'm sweaty as buggery, I feel like a mess and I just want to have a cold beer. Yeah, I think um, we're going to get to the ferry with plenty of time, so I think we find a pub before we go to the ferry. Uh, that sounds like the way to go. We started this mammoth trip last episode, of course, getting off the ferry with two new friends, uh, meeting um, Brent and Ollie, and of course Ross, who we'd never met before. We're all mates now, and uh, we've lost the two new ones, we've lost Ross, and now we're about to lose Ollie and Brent as well. Hey, this has been great. It's, uh, it's been sort of meeting Matt for the first time, catching up with Ray. First major event, uh, adventure with, uh, with my son. And that's pretty cool in itself. It's sort of like the rest of the world's locked up and we can go and do this. So uh, I think we're pretty lucky here on little old New Zealand. Very lucky that, uh, that we can sort of share our friendship and, and um, travel around the top of the South Island to see some sights. So it's been great. Isn't it crazy how you can pull up to a place, not know anyone, and people show up on adventure bikes. It's just a motorcycling thing in general. Um, and make friends, make friends, have a yarn. Yeah, I think it's why we ride bikes. It's, uh, you know, this is just something we do. Um, I race bikes, road bikes. I enjoy the venture riding because of the, the, the people you catch up with. And it's just pull up to a cafe, a pub, uh, the ferry, whatever. Um, anyone on a motorbike, and it just sort of seems to be that, uh, that draw card and, and you got something in common. For sure. Ollie, uh, first major ride with, with Dad. Uh, how's it gone? Good. Well, it's uh, actually my first major ride uh, period. Like, yeah, it's uh, my only ever ride above 200 k's was uh, not too long ago. It was uh, going to Tamuka, but um, uh, from Christchurch. But yeah, it's um, been a lot of fun. Uh, I know I'm going to sleep well tonight. Uh, it's been a lot of hard, well, not hard, but challenging, um, challenging areas. But yeah, it was uh, very enjoyable. Is it what you expected? Uh, somewhat. I've I've been. Uh, Dad has always been uh, telling me about his weird adventures and stuff. But um, so and I've seen videos of you guys and and others um, doing this sort of stuff. So I knew what to expect. But um, it's definitely a lot better than watching it on a screen. That's for sure. Haven't scared you off? No, not at all. I'm definitely going to do this again at some point. Nice. Well, I haven't been scared off either. Uh, the T7's done a fantastic job. And so, in fact, Matt and I were talking to our bikes on the way up the Mugatapu, that loose, craggy, snotty, horrible hill climb. And what were we saying, Matt? Oh, go, you good thing, go. <laughs> <laughs> come on, come on, get up there. There was a lot of encouragement for our bikes. Um, I never thought my bike was capable of that kind of stuff, uh, but it continues to amaze me. And. Uh, yeah, whenever anyone goes, oh, it's just a 250, I'm just going to have to go, you, you don't know what you're talking about now. It's just, they're amazing wee bikes. They've just done everything we've wanted for them. Isn't it amazing that you can um, get on State Highway 2, 
ride, get on a boat, get on State Highway 2 again, get off the tarmac, onto the gravel, onto the dirt, onto the, the rocks, all on one machine and then ride it home again. Yeah, well, uh, my trip's uh, still not at an end. Um, I've got another 600k to go before I'm anywhere near home. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's been a long ride. It's been an awesome ride. <laughs> and I'm really sad that it's nearly over. Well, we're going to do another wee wrap-up very shortly, but um, at this point, we've got to say a massive thank you to Brent Cotton. Thank you for your time. Thank you for coming along, showing us where to go. I mean, we initially said, hey, we're going to go do Molesworth and Rainbow. Do you want to come? We didn't get you along to be our tour guide but you've done a great job of being the tour guide and being dad <laughs> being dad to the team you've, you've opened all the gates you've closed all the gates you've been standing there watching taking photos at river crossings and um generally looked after us uh, in the south island Oh, I suppose as the host, um, it'd be rude if I did close the gates and, and stuff. So, no, it, it's been it's been cool, and it's been cool to sort of catch up with you guys. It's a little bit different than sitting on a couch and, and recording a podcast, um, you know, hundreds and hundreds of k's apart. So it's quite nice to actually spend some time together and actually, you know, see some of the countryside and, and share it with you. Brilliant. Well, thanks everyone. Um, now remember, if you want to get hold of us for any reason whatsoever, you want to get um, a copy of the GPX files or the, 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 the trails that we've completed in this entire series, uh, email us, podcast at kiwirider.co.nz or just get in touch on Facebook or Instagram. You can message us directly there and we will get in on that for you. Um, we're going to say goodbye. Thanks very much. Uh, Matt and I will be coming to you from the ferry or the ferry terminal very shortly. This is Kiwi Rider Podcast. Also, thanks very much to Motomark. Our bikes are going to need it. Well, there we are. We are in Picton. That was Queen Charlotte Drive, and that was 50Ks, most of it. Lefty, righty, lefty, righty, lefty, righty is probably the best to describe, best way to describe that, right? Yeah, plus a bit of uppy downy, uppy downy, uppy downy. Um, lots of pretty um, beaches and bays in there with speed limits thirty, but yeah, busy. Didn't need to do more than fifty. No, I have heard that heard about Queen Charlotte Drive, and I've always dismissed it because of the speed limit. Oh, it's fifty k an hour. Oh, yeah, nah, nah. No, you're right. Don't need to go more than fifty. It's good fun. If anyone's familiar with Picton, and you get off the ferry, you drive straight through Picton out to Blenheim. We haven't done that road. We came into Picton, and we went east, and we came to Picton from the east. No, from the west. Yeah. No, it's been a really, really mind-blowing trip. We've, we've made it all the way to Henma without doing any main roads. Well, mostly not doing main roads. It's been absolutely stunning. If you get a chance, if you live in the South Island and you haven't done these roads and you call yourself an adventure rider, then give yourself an uppercut and get out there and do it. That's a fair fair way to put it. Um, like, yeah, uh, Mangatapi Track, awesome, challenging. You wouldn't want to do it on a big bike if you're not confident. One word to describe Mangatapi Track, I got, I got rugged. Uh, breathless. <laughs> we were a bit out of breath there for a while. Um, that was some gnarly, gnarly stuff. But While we're here, well, let's, let's wrap up the entire last two days. I realise it was last week's episode and this week's episode, but we've done a lot of Ks in the last 48 hours. You've done more than me, but still. Uh, we got off the ferry, we went, did Port Underwood, uh, we did Taylor's Pass, Molesworth, Jolly's Pass. One word to describe that? 
Um, yeah, beautiful, scenic, uh, lots of other adjectives you could ascribe to it. Um, it was a shame that the weather yesterday wasn't today's weather, but it was still an awesome ride. I wouldn't call it challenging. It was gorgeous and it was, uh, it was a long day. I've had longer, but it wasn't. It was a long day, but I wouldn't call it hard. No, I had a lot of spicy meat yesterday to keep me going, but um, other than that, it was yeah, nice and it was yeah, not challenging. It was. If you got a V-Strom with 50-50 tires, or what's the what's the softest adventure bike you can think of? Softest adventure bike, yeah, probably V-Strom, a V85 TT, easy. Um, I mean, you could you could do the Molesworth on road tyres if you really wanted to. Yeah, definitely. Like there was nothing there that had really come unstuck. You know, I could have done it on my old Avon trail ride tyres, easy. Um, the only places I would have had issues were today, um, and that's where we're going today. So we went uh, from Hanmar. We did uh, what was that first pass we did? Jack's Pass. Jack's Pass into. Technically the Molesworth, but not the Molesworth. It was still in Molesworth Station. Yeah, so we're on the other side of the St. James Range in the Molesworth Station, so the very hard western side of it, and you skirt along there, and then you end up in the Rainbow. And that stretch of the Molesworth was stunning too. That fence line where you stop, you go through the gate, and you can just sta stand there and stare for ages where you look up the valley. You don't see that slip site, but um, it's just around the corner. That was... That was mental. You know, getting getting like five guys together to do a group photo is always difficult. But when they're jumping at the bit, champing at the bit to do a group photo, you know it's going to be good. Yeah. Oh heck yeah. Um, oh, just yeah, utterly flabbergasted um, that we finally done it. And um, I think the worst part of having done it now is what do we do next? Before we talk about what do we do next, I just want to tackle some of the. Um, some of the barriers that people throw out there before, uh, so they don't, but you know, why don't you go and do the Molesworth? Oh, I haven't got the right tyres. I, I don't know if I've got enough range in my fuel tank. Uh, you know, all that, I don't have a crash cage, all that sort of stuff that people, they, they throw out and they, they, they put in there, they put up as a barrier. Mm. No, like the Molesworth is so, like as we said, it's so doable on just a V-Strom with some 50-50 tyres or even, yeah, road tyres. Like, it's a nicely well-maintained gravel road. You don't need spotlights, you don't need crash cage. A skid plate's nice to have, but not essential. Yeah, I've got plastic, a plastic skid plate and um, taken a hammering this trip, but it's held up just fine. Um, yeah, I think the big things is, yeah, we all get in our head, we're researching these things and, oh, yeah, it can be a bit nasty and, oh, I don't know. Um, like, the trickiest bit yesterday, of yesterday's riding was Jolly's Pass and that was... And that was the downhill that was the tricky bit, eh? Yeah, and it was not so much, um, you know, it was challenging in that, like it was piss easy compared to today's riding, but it, like that was a sort of an optional route to get into Hamner. Um, put it in first gear, trickle along, just dab your front and rear brake. It was easy. Mm, keep momentum going and your golden was um, the way to go. All right, so quickly wrap up the um, t today's events with one word. We, of course, we did uh, all those little passes. We did the uh, Rainbow, we did the uh, Mangatapu, and now we've done the Queen Charlotte Drive. Yep, yep, that's the one. Uh, one day, one word for today, epic. Um, or to put it... Uh, or, uh, in a really eloquent way that uh, Ross had on the back of his fuel tank do epic shit and it was 
Yeah, that was today. It was yeah. great. Loved it, loved it. Loved the uh, slightly difficultness, but not overly difficult of the rainbow. Um, the river crossings, uh, they, they got my heart pumping. I'm not going to lie, I'm not a fan of river. I like doing river crossings, but the... I like uh, getting to the other side of river crossings. It's I think they look fantastic, but I don't like the, the chance that I could drop my bike and the fact that I've been dropping it a bit lately because of my short legs. Yeah, yeah, that, but that's when you come to a stop and, um, again, if you keep your momentum up, um, I had a couple of those river crossings a bit faster than I should and I got a bit damp, um, but other than that, like, it was, yeah, very manageable. Um, I was expecting much wider river crossings to do, um, yeah, in my head it was a lot, going to be a lot tougher than it was, um, and the trickiest part was really um, around that area where the slip occurred where you had all that scree gravel uh, and it was really soft and loose and a bit iffy that's the stuff that really got my heart in my mouth going oh I don't want to drop my bike um, but no it was doable and um, yeah I think people like you definitely don't want to do it alone just in case because you're a long way from help but that's yeah it's definitely a ride that is doable by even an intermediate rider, a novice. Take Mangatapu out of the equation. I don't think we've done anything on a scale of one to 10, one being State Highway 1 and 10 being Chris Birch's backyard. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we've done anything more than about a five. I would, I would say Mangatapu was a six and a half, maybe a seven. Yeah, yeah. Definitely in stages it was definitely a seven. Um, but... Yeah, that was all been very doable, very manageable. There's no um, nothing terrible about it all. Like it's it's just that uh, you got to get out there and do it. Just quickly, uh, so you you had a wee off. Um, you damaged. You didn't damage your bike, but uh, you could have damaged your luggage. How did the GV luggage hold up on your off? Yes. Yeah, so um, yeah, as I was just explaining to Brent and Alan. Um, Brent, other Brent now on the KTM uh, was pulling around just at the wrong moment when I was looking down and we uh, had a bit of a T-bone accident but um, yeah went down on my left hand side on my GVG RT718 panniers no damage as far as I can tell uh, but a little bit of a scuff mark um, but the luggage is just perfectly intact which really surprises me because it's just um, nylon um, it's like heavy duty nylon but it's still just nylon plastic stuff um, the only damage I really sustained in that um, wee biff there was um, my bark buster bent of course your bark busters are there primarily to protect your levers aren't they yeah they did a fantastic job of that and it was nothing that um, we couldn't fix with a hammer to bend them back into shape uh, it was a wee bit bent wee bit twisted but we got it back on there and um, no, it's been absolutely fine. I thought, I was really worried my forks may be a bit bent or twisted, but uh, that the bike's been riding perfectly fine today. I was slightly worried that I might have a bit of a slow puncture at the front, but no. Um, it, and your tyres? Tyres, man, those Shinko tyres, for the money, I don't think you can beat them. Like, they are fantastic. Like, they still look freaking new. They're barely wearing in. Uh, and they're 2,000 k's old now. And they're not, like, not just plodding along doing a commute to uh, 2,000 k's. Like, they've done some hard k's, particularly the last three days. Um, I, yeah, like, I'm thrilled with them. 
Now I've been running the Artvac Muditech crash gauge and uh, skid plate. Man, that skid plate through the center system, you can hear it, can't oh, you? Heck yeah, it does sound like a gong, dong, dong. We're a bit jealous. Um, I definitely want to get a uh, skid plate for my bike, just as peace of mind. Um, but man, that, yeah, that Outback Motortech stuff has um, saved the day a good couple of times. And yeah, man, the, the noise that it makes, you think, man, if that rocket had hit my engine. Yeah, well, I had a couple of really big thumps hitting my um, plastics on the rally, and I was thinking, oh man, I've I've got gonna have broken plastics or whatnot, or that sounded a bit too close to comfort because there were some big, big rocks that were getting flicked up on the Mangatapu today, and um, yeah, no, looking looking at it, um, it, for a piece of plastic, it's done really well as well. But um, yeah, I'm definitely. Uh, if Outback Motortech did stuff for the rally, I'd be talking to those guys as well. Cause well, they do stuff for uh, the Africa Twins, so they probably do. Get out, get on the website. There's a website uh, based in Australia as well. Um, we'll chuck the website in the description of this podcast. The cage, I've dropped it once on the right, once on the left. No dramas. Not not as heavy a drops either as last time. Cage yeah. has protected the bike perfectly. Yeah. Uh, Explain that um, we drop your head. Um, so we're up the on the rainbow. We followed... Underneath the pylon. Yeah, underneath the pylon. We followed Brent and uh, Ollie up off the rainbow road itself to the top of this wee track that went underneath the power pylon. And, um, yeah, I was about to turn around and I just hear you go, donk. It's like, so what happened there? You, did you just get the rear wheel? So uh, what, hap- what happened there was uh, I had um, I had Ryan Fortnite in my head teaching me how to do, you know, the light up the rear wheel, um, turn on the same axis type uh, turn. <laughs> Is that what you were doing? Is that why you said don't practice stuff? Yeah, and I've never actually practiced it before. I was like, this is probably a good place to do it because it's on gravel. So I hard lock left, uh, left foot down and uh, lit up the rear wheel and then stopped the rear wheel. <laughs> and just lost the bike sideways. Uh, just a wee fall over, no, nothing too strenuous, but um, yeah, practice that stuff in a car park or a gravel uh, area before you um, head out on the, on the... Yeah, you don't want to be doing it in the middle of the uh, top of the South High Country. Um, so the cage has done well, the skid plate's done well, the, uh, the quad lock with vibration dampener has protected my iPhone XR beautifully, it's lived on the handlebars and it's still working great, and the Ventura luggage is still there and still holding all my gear, but i got to say, I reckon, and this is probably something we can wrap up on, the unsung hero of my bike for this whole trip, the pegs, because I've done a lot of standing up. Yeah, you definitely have. I've actually been doing a lot of sitting down after taking to heart what um, Veggie was telling me after the 42, and um, I'm definitely glad I took his advice because I don't think um, my, my bike, standing up, I am a little bit hunched over. Um, some I was eyeing up Ollie's bar risers on his rally going, oh, those would be nice, um, particularly on the da- big long downhill we did on the Mangatapu. But um, yeah, I did a lot of sitting down, and like for me, my bike in general is my hero after this trip. It's a little 250 and it's taken me from Cambridge, I've ridden all the way down to Wellington via Taranaki um, in one day, then gone to, got on the ferry, ridden all the way down to Hamner Springs in a day, now I've come all the way back up and the little bike's still going, I'm just disappointed there's no more gravel in my ride. Um, But yeah, you're pegs man, like you've spent a lot of time standing up 
So if you want to get hold of us, we'd love to hear from you. That about does us because I'm done and I'm looking forward to another beer. Um, get hold of us on the podcast at kiwirider.co.nz or jump on kiwirider.co.nz or you can go on Facebook or Instagram and search Kiwi Rider Podcast as well. All the photos and videos will be going up. Uh, Matt will get something up on onthrottle.co.nz, I'm sure. And... Um, Thanks very much for sticking with us through the last three episodes. Next week, Ben Wilkins takes us on his massive trip around the South Island, finishing off our Great Rides of New Zealand series with some absolutely epic trails. The Nevis is in there. Um, I think that's our uh, our next long-term goal, isn't it? So when we were saying, what are we going to do next? I think following in Ben's uh, river footsteps or tyre tracks and doing that might take us a while to get uh, build up the brownie points with the wives to, in order to take the time off to do it because it took he took about five or six days but um, yeah, epic trick. I'm really looking forward to uh, hearing all about it because Gotta say a massive thank you to Muttermuck. Looking forward to getting that Muttermuck all over my bike and yours, Matt, uh, and cleaning them up. Spray it on, uh, leave it for 10 minutes or so, and then um, power pressure, uh, pressure spray it off, you know, water blast it off, or just use a good, good pressure hose even, uh, and your bike will come up spick and span. Um, uh, check out muttermuck.co.nz for all the, uh, the ordering details of that or just talk to your local motorcycle store if they don't order it if they don't have it in stock or they don't you know they can't get it in stock then you might have to look for a new motorcycle store because it's not that hard uh, Motormark thank you very much Motormark for your support in this uh, in this series uh, yeah I was just going to say Repco stock Motormark uh, but uh, the four wheel drive boys they tend to take it all up <laughs> That's my experience at my local uh, Repco and getting the Motormark. But yeah, thanks Motormark. Um, I'm kind of looking at Rosie right now going, I rather like how dirty she looks, but um, with two kids under three who like to crawl around my motorbike. I'm you won't be allowed to put that in the rumpus room. No, I definitely won't be able to keep my bike inside with how filthy it is right now. Uh, plus, it's good to clean your bike off and um, yeah, give it the once over and make sure that everything's spick and span. And after this trip, um, I'm going to be going over Rosie with a fine tooth comb once I've uh, leathered her up in Motormark and got her nice and clean. Well, Matt, cheers. Cheers, man. It's been an awesome trek. Uh, yeah, do it. Just get out there and do it. Just get out there and ride your bike and have fun. Uh, this is Kiwi Rider Podcast. I've been Ray. I've been Matt. Keep the rubber side down, throttle on, and we'll catch you in seven days' time.